Welcome to the Crux Podcast and Sermon of the Week. For more information about the Crux Ministries and Summit Church, please visit us at summitsanmarcos.com. I couldn't think of a better couple because uh, they're two of my best, best friends, and they're married. They're both my best friends, and then they got married. So I got to watch them through the dating process, and they did it right, and they did it well, and they honored God every step of the way. And it worked. They got married. Right? It actually worked. And so tonight, I'm really blessed. Uh, to uh, to bring up two of my best friends to talk to me to talk to, to me yeah I, I needed to right but talk to all of us about you know how to date and we're hoping they're going to share some of their story as well as some do's some don'ts things like that and then open up just a time of Q and A where you guys can be like hey what do you do about this we we really believe this is a family with open communication you can ask whatever about dating not like is the earth flat you know like something about dating right and so basically. We're going to open up a time afterwards where they can, where you guys, as a family, just raw and real, can ask questions. Like, that's pretty awesome, right? So welcome up, Dominic and Emily Groves. Come on down. There you go, guys. And hey, we're just going to pray for them. Stretch out a hand. Lord, I thank you so much for these two, God. I, I, what an honor it was to watch them from from I like her to we're married, <laughs> Lord, and what an honor it was to see the entire process, and what an inspiration it was to all of us as a family who got to watch them do it right, do it godly, do it in a way that honored you, and truly everyone who sees their marriage sees Jesus and his bride, Lord, and I thank you so much for that. So just bless them, uh, and I ask that all our hearts would be open, and you'd speak right to us through them in your name. Amen. Go ahead and take Amen. it away, guys. Come on. Thank you so much. Uh, two little logistical things before we get started. One, I was asked to remind everybody for Cruxentines that if you want to dress up, please dress up. Um, people are going to like wear dresses or whatever you want to wear, so you can feel free to dress up. And the second one is, I'm sorry to do this, but we didn't get everybody who was new. So if you were here tonight and you didn't get a connection card, this is your first time, can you raise your hand? Because we really do just want to connect with you and welcome you. Know, we know a few people didn't get it. It's okay. You're not going to get spammed. Okay. Awesome. There's another one over there. Fantastic. Thanks, Bree. Okay. That's it. Sorry. Awesome, guys. Well, Emily and I are really honored to be able to speak to you guys a little bit today. Um, I know we wanted to kind of have a more relaxed atmosphere. We were inspired by Pastors Matt and Annie from the weekend service that did the little sit-down talk. Um, but I'm just honestly so hyped from that rock, paper, scissors battle that I want to, like, flip the table and just scream <laughs> some more for people. Um, that was, like, real great, so I'm kind of coming off of that. Um, but we're really excited, guys. Like Pastor Taylor already kind of introed, uh, we're kicking off the relationship series. You know, I, I think that in the vacuum of what does the church and what does, the God, what does God say about healthy practices with stuff like relationship and marriage and things, things like that that we're going to explore in this series, healthy singleness, um, that vacuum is just going to get filled by everything else. <laughs> so we figure that we should be very vocal in the church um, about what the Lord says about stuff like this. And we're super excited um, to share our hearts with it. I, I think before we go any further, just general disclaimer is that Emily and myself are not experts by any means, you know, there is a certain extent to this that different strokes for different folks. Um, you know, we want to share a little bit about ourselves, a little bit about like our process and things like that. Um, but we're definitely not experts. You know, the Bible doesn't speak directly about dating, actually. It's talk it talks about things like courtship, it talks about singleness, it talks about marriage. Um, but dating is kind of this interesting societal, cultural construct. Um, but there's ways to absolutely navigate that, honoring the Lord. And just a couple of principles that we'd love to just kind of share with you guys a little bit tonight. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're we're excited. This is so fun for us to do together, and we're 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 very different in our, the way we analyze things and the way we like process stuff. So it's always a growing moment for us to prep together, but it's really fun. Um, but to start off, we wanted to share a little bit of our story because there's like a good handful of people who know our story, but there's actually a lot of people in the room who don't, which is cool. Because so then, like, sorry for everybody who's seen and heard this. Um, but we have been. You need to know more. Um, but we've been, Dominic and I have been really good friends uh, probably for about three or four years before we started dating. We hung out in groups. There was like absolutely no idea whatsoever in any capacity um, that we, like, that we were distancing. People would be like, like, people would be like, oh, would you date him? I'd be like, yeah, like, I thought he was cute. Like, I loved his, like, the biggest thing that attracted me to Dominic is his character. And, like, Dominic is the same person up here as he is at home, as he is with everybody. Like, he's just the same. And that was so attractive to me because I knew I could trust him. Um, and then one day, uh, our versions of this are a little different. The lines are blurred. But essentially, I had a cover. We... My friend and I think we're right, and Dominic and Taylor think they're right, and that's fine. I'll, we'll go with that. But essentially, uh, we had a uh, Christy and I had a conversation one time, and we were, she was like, "Well, what would you ever, you know, think about Dominic?" And I was like, "I kind of hesitated for a second and a half too long." And she's like, "Would you date him?" And I was like, "Maybe." And then there was a little bit of a similar conversation on on their end that Dominic was like, "Oh my gosh, I've never thought of that before." Uh, and the things just like, we just started kind of talking and hanging out a little bit more. Um, we had like, had not had like any like DTR at that point. Um, and then, uh, just really like hung out as friends for a bit more intentional, I guess you could say for a couple of months. And then finally, um, he was like, Hey, look, like we need to have a conversation. And so, um, he like came to my house, brought me flowers, sat me down and said, I'd like to pursue you. And I was like, okay, but here's my rules. <laughs> you know. <laughs> If you know me, I'm a black and white person, so I was like, that's great, but this is what I'm going to do in my life. This is who I am. You can either come with me or you can go on your own way, bottom line. Uh, and he was like, okay, I'll come with you, <laughs> or I will lead you, more so to speak. Um, anyways, and we dated for, we were friends, like I said, for a long time, but we dated for about uh, nine months, and then we got uh, engaged, and we were engaged for nine months, and we got married. And so we've been married for a year and a half, uh, almost, almost a year and a half. We got married in September of 2017. So that's like the very abbreviated version of our story. We're going to tell bits and pieces a little bit more as we go, but just to kind of give you uh, the background of that. Awesome. So that's, that's, that's the bird's eye overview. A um, couple things we want to talk about is like why, why dating at all, question mark. <laughs> you know, like, like why? I mean, I think obvious, there's obvious reasons. You know, one of the, my favorite things is in Genesis 2.18, it says, the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. This is, this is so good. This is like page two of the entire Bible, right? He's just like, I made all this good stuff. And he sees Adam. He's like, this isn't good enough right now. <laughs> he, he's kind of lonely. We should, do some, like, we should do something about that. Um, you know, so, you know, God made us for relationship, relationship with him, relationship with others. He, he with all he created, like, does it ever, you ever stop and think that he was, Everything was perfect, you know? God was in heaven, perfect relationship with man, with Adam. Everything's said and done, and he's just like, you know, this is still not good enough. <laughs> like, I mean, everything is perfect, and everything is sinless, and Adam, you have perfect relationship with me, um, but this is, this is not quite good enough. There needs to be something more here, you know? And that's where relationship is. That's where community is. That's where marriage is. Um, and obviously, dating is definitely kind of an on-ramp for some of those things, and so... From like page two, it was super important to just establish a relationship. 
And so before we dive in and talk specifically about dating, we wanted to just kind of talk about singleness for a little bit. Because I think that sometimes we spend our entire single lives before we get married pining after the one and pining after the person that we want to be with or looking for somebody or figuring out what our relationship is going to look like. And we completely neglect to actually embrace the the time of being single and learning about who we are and valuing that time that we have one-on-one with the Lord without any distraction. Um, And so there's actually a verse that I wanted to share um, with you. It's in 1 Corinthians 7, uh, 32 to 38, but I'm probably just going to read the first little bit. And it just says, um, I would like you to be free from concern. And this is Paul talking. It says, an unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affairs, how he can please the Lord. But a married man is concerned about the affairs of this world, how he can please his wife. And his interests are divided. An unmarried woman or virgin is concerned about the Lord's affairs. Her aim is to be devoted to the Lord in body and spirit. But a married woman is concerned about the affairs of this world and how she can please her husband. I'm saying this for you for your own good, not to restrict you, but that you may live in a right way and undivided devotion to the Lord. And then later on, he says, those who marry do right and those who don't marry do right. And essentially, I wanted to, what I wanted to say is this, is when you get married, your marriage is the next important thing after your relationship with the Lord. You have to, a marriage takes work, and we're going to talk, um, Pastor Matt, Pastors Matt and Annie are going to talk in a couple weeks, so I'm not going to talk about marriage, but what I want to say is that, like, marriage is a lot of work. It's a lot of commitment to one another and a lot of um, actively stewarding and working and developing your relationship, um, and when you are single, your main focus is the Lord, and when you're married, your main focus is the Lord, but you also have to steward the relationship of your spouse. Does that make sense? And so um, what I'm saying is, like, the value of the time before you get married is so important and it's not a bad time a lot of people think I'm, uh, I'm single this is hard but when we use it right and we use it to figure out who we are who God's called us to be as well as like really pursuing a relationship with him and figuring out what that looks like and strengthening that relationship you don't lose that when it's time to get married Right. And you're and it's it's less to juggle. That makes does that make sense? Like because you the Lord is still first for me and for Dominic and our marriage is right after that. But the, but your time balance is a little different. Right. You think like you have so much time on your you know, like we watch we all watch a lot of Netflix. Right. <laughs> we got our Netflix down a little bit to just more time with the Lord. I know that. Um, and again, that's not to say that like that's not to like to say that like you know being married is bad like it's awesome but like there's something really beautiful about strengthening a relationship with the Lord when it's just you and him before you get married and really defining who you are the other aspect of this is that you need to figure out who you are and what you want and the reason is is if you don't do that before you get into a relationship you lose who you are you lose what is important to you because it becomes about the other person And like, and there's going to be things like that. Like you're going to pick up on things. Like you're going to start to like things that the other person likes. Like Dominic and I are both nerdy in our own way. He loves Star Wars now since being with me. I love cartoons more now since being with him. Um, But like neither of us, like the things that are the most important at our core values, the things that make us who we are changed when we got together. They enhance, they grow, you learn a lot. But if you don't have anything that like drives you that you're like, this is where I'm going with my life. When you get in a relationship with that person, it detours because it becomes all about them. And then later on down the road, when all the fluffiness goes away and all the awesome stuff, like, and you have a hard moment, you have to look back and be like, okay, wait a minute. There was something here, but is that what I chose? Does that make sense? Is following along. So it's just so important that we, that we know what those things are and that we have that time with ourselves and the Lord to really solidify those things before we dive into dating. 
Um, so now we're going to talk about dating. So the, kind of what we want to talk about, um, and again, we're not experts. These are things that we have learned um, through our process and as we continue to date in marriage. Um, but we have some kind of three key principles we want to go dive, we want to kind of talk about that you keep in mind and the, throughout relationships and then kind of dive into um, some thoughts that we have on dating. So the first one is always keep God first and at the center. And everything that you do as you're pursuing your dating process, as you're dating somebody and in a relationship with them or pursuing marriage, the number one thing you've got to do is keep God first and at the center. Matthew 22, 37 and 38 says, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And so straight up throughout everything, the main thing that we can do is keep God at the center. And this is so key when you're in a relationship, that you still continue to put God before we put anything else. When we start to put a relationship or a person in our God spot, they will let us down, right? Like the people are going to let you down no matter what, but God will never let you down. And there starts to become this thing that you rely upon is no longer steadfast and strong like the Lord is. It's something that is going to at some point not be able to stand up underneath that weight. The next thing we have in our list of like really important just bird's eye overviews for this is um, really make sure you're still maintaining a healthy relationship with the Lord. You know, it's it, like, yes, keep them at the center, of course, but you need to actually maintain like active communication, making sure you're actively getting filled by the Lord, right? It, it, like that parable that Jesus talks about, the parable of the 10 virgins, where it's all about getting your own oil. You know, when the time comes and you need it, you want to make sure you have it. What is that oil? It's making sure you are ready for Jesus. You understand your relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think that when dating comes, it's so important because if you think dating is meant to kind of fill something, mm -hmm. you're going to have a really hard time, if not in dating, yeah. then for sure in marriage, you know, because mm -hmm. I think so much of it is service. So much yeah. of it is what you're pouring out and what you're giving. Absolutely. Um, and a great way to maintain a healthy perspective on that is to go to the Lord and get everything you need to get filled. Yeah, Make sure absolutely. you, throughout the relationship, throughout the dating mm -hmm. process, it's not like, okay, they brought me, they brought me my date, they brought me my boyfriend, girlfriend, God, we're cool until something bad happens, bye. It's like, no, let's actually mm -hmm. go to him. Let's actually yeah. still get filled up. Let's not still maintain our own mm -hmm. um, hearts with the Lord because then we have so much more to give and mm -hmm. we're so much just healthier and fuller um, throughout the dating process and leading yeah. into marriage. I think another really thing that's really important is to get your own word. You need to get your own answer and your own word and your own direction from the Lord. A lot of people ask, you know, how do you know when it's the right person to marry and, you know, all those kind of things. But what's so important is that you get your own answer and your own communication from the Lord about what about that, those kind of things with the other person. Um, Dominic, and another the next point we're going to go into talks is about choice, but kind of this weaves into that is that, it's, what do you want to talk about that? Okay, talk about choice first and then we'll come back to that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no problem. So one of the other big things that we would like to talk about for the dating stuff is this idea of choice, you know, and we wanted to speak directly to this, especially within a, a church like ours, you know, we really believe in the power of the Holy Spirit and that he really likes to talk to his kids, you know, yeah. some people might have heard things like uh, prophecy or getting words for someone, um, all that means to dis demystify all of that is we believe that when we have the Holy Spirit inside of us because of Jesus, um, sometimes he shares his heart with us. Sometimes he shares what he's doing, you know? And I think that with that, sometimes when we, like us mighty men and women of God who are so after the Lord, when we think about dating, it immediately becomes this thing of like, before I ask them out, Lord, 
Are they my spouse? Are they the ones I'm partnered with forever? Yeah. Before I can ask them out to coffee, before I say hi, <laughs> am I meant to be with them, God? Because otherwise I'm taking them off-road or I'm going off-road and it's horrible. Like, forget all this. No. Yikes, right? Yeah. And, like, you, you got to hear my heart because it is still really important. You know what I mean? It is yeah. still important to go after the Lord, get wise counsel, hear the Lord for your relationship. Hear the Lord for who you're trying to go after. It's not a bad idea to submit it and lay it at his feet and say, Lord, hey, do you think this is a good idea? Hey, best friends, uh, do you think this is a good idea? I, I think that they're really great, you know? But I think we go sometimes a step by beyond that where we almost like hyper-spiritualize every step of our lives and we're like so anal of like, did was I supposed to do that? Was I supposed to look at them right there? Was I supposed to say hi? What if I just like totally like messed up their entire life? Yeah, what, what, what now? You know, or like, like, oh, I missed my own off ramp because I was doing this. <laughs> and, like, and like, we just, we psych ourselves out, I think, a little too yeah, much. Absolutely. And I think what we have to remember is that as much as hearing the Lord's heart for it and getting those prophetic words for the relationship, those words are great, but they're not going to do anything unless both people in the relationship still pursue it and yeah. still choose the relationship. You know what I mean? I, I, I might blow your mind with this, but I actually think that there's a way. Because, I mean, I might be speaking to some people in the room that have been through relationships like this. And it's like, hey, I heard the Lord. And we thought we did. And what now? You know, we're broken up now or this, that. This sucks. What's going on? You know, but I, I would even bring to you a thought that I don't know if you've thought of before. But I even believe that there's a way that maybe the Lord did give you a word for that relationship. And maybe it was good. And maybe that was a plan. But maybe both parties just didn't choose it. Yeah. That's crazy. What do you do with that? Wow. Well, if he spoke a word, isn't that the will of God? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But God also doesn't violate free will. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think God had a plan yeah. in the garden. Mm -hmm. You know, I think God wanted us to succeed. I don't see us, I don't, I don't see him creating something he expected and wanted to fail, right? Yeah. I don't think he wanted, I don't think his first plan was that he sacrificed his son in a brutal, crazy situation. I think his plan was probably perfection in the garden and perfect relationship without pain. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so in the same way, it's like maybe there was a word there, but maybe there wasn't mutual choice there, yeah. you know? And in, and really, like, to just kind of tag off of that, there have been moments in um, our marriage where it got there that things are just really hard. And in those moments, like, as much as I'm crying out to the Lord, I'm not remembering the things that the Lord spoke to about Dominic to me, I'm remembering the fact that I chose to spend my rest of my life with him. That I'm saying, like, I'm like, there have literally been, there was literally a moment uh, on our way to Africa, and Dominic got really sick in the airport. It was this weird thing, and it was, it was really hard. It was, and so there's a whole story here. It doesn't normally happen. Oh, it was, it, it was just, it was really hard, and Dominic was really, really sick. And I had this moment where I was like, it was so overwhelming. We were alone. We've been separated from the group, and I was like, God, like, and, and I was also in like, you know, Lord, forgive me. I was not right, but I was a little mad at him. I was like, come on, you need to get it together. We need to go to Africa. <laughs> like, this is not right. This is my mentality. Meanwhile, and the, I was like, I didn't mean to explode out of every orifice in a bathroom in an airport. <laughs> Tonic. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, but in those, I was remembering, like the Lord was reminding me, like you chose to do this with your husband. Like you chose 
that like to despite hard moments, you were going to go do this with him. Like this is what we, this is what you decided. And there have been multiple moments where I've been like, I chose this. Like even though, and like, and that's not in a bad way. It's like, I love him more than anything. And there's in the moments that it's really hard. I'm like, I chose this. So I'm going to push past it because I chose this. Not because like the Lord is forcing me. Does that make sense? And that's one of the reasons it's so important. Because if you get married and something hard happens and you're like, well, the Lord told me to get married to them. So I'm just stuck here. It's like, no, I made that choice. Like I made this decision, so I'm choosing that to work through the hard things. I'm choosing to work in the good moments and to plan and figure that out together. I want to say one more thing to this, and I, I would encourage you to take notes um, on this part specifically. This might be kind of Dom's whatever, you know, but this is a, actually advice I got from one of my good mentors, and I think there's a lot of wisdom to it, and it was something I was already kind of believing, but it was really reinforced when my mentor spoke it over me uh, right before I started dating Emily which was this idea that um, if you feel like the Lord is like, yeah, buddy, I'm in your corner, go for this relationship, it's a really good idea, or if you get specific words for your relationship, that's so great. I encourage you to seek after that when you're in a dating relationship or going into it, but I also encourage you to keep that in your heart <laughs> for a while. Um, and l let me explain practically why I think that is. I don't think that like a lightning bolt's gonna come down and strike you if you like utter it to that person <laughs> you're like spitting game at, but I think that why it's a good idea to keep that in your heart and not vocalize it is because I think that honestly, it can really upset an early relationship a lot because it can put a lot of weird pressure on it, yeah. right? Because yeah. the difference between a conversation that says, hey, um, I really like you, you seem really great, X, Y, Z, is really different than, hey, I really like you and God says we're gonna be together forever. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. You know? Like, and I, I'm kind of poking fun at it, but I think that, like, honestly, that's kind of what we do uh, when we're in a dating relationship or pursuing someone and we share a word, right? Because then all of a sudden, there's all this pressure, and you can really psych yourselves out of, like, well, if I don't choose this, am I being disobedient to God now? Am I totally, like, messing up my whole life versus, like, having wisdom with it? And there's a way that, yeah, that word might be totally true, but, like, don't subject them and don't subject both of you guys to a really unbalanced relationship mm. at the beginning. And again, yeah. there might be special cases. I'm not trying to like mandate something here, but this is just like a practical advice that I was given that I also believe from my own experience mm. is don't overwhelm the relationship. Let the relationship be about choice. You know, then when, then when you're engaged, then when you're married, you can share those words and those confirmations and they can be such a life-giving blessing to you both instead of a weird pressure and anchor and weight on a relationship, yeah. especially early on. Um, I encourage you, because I think there's a temptation too, that you can almost do it because it can build a lot of intimacy and can build a lot of importance and a lot of like kind of investment into a, something that's brand new that you want to invest in, but it also creates a lot of pressure and it can mm -hmm. create a lot of imbalance. So I would just encourage you guys, yeah. hold those things really close to your heart, be honor, honoring them and being really faithful to them for yourself encourage your partner to also get their own words and get something to treasure for them. And hey, if it works out, you know, when you guys get engaged, when you guys get married, that's a great time to celebrate it and give thanks to the mm -hmm. Lord. Um, but yeah, just a friendly and, heads up. And that's why it's so important that we said earlier, like get your own word. Because if you, um, you know, 
uh, if you go off of the other person's answer and you don't get your own answer later on down the road when you doubt or you question or you're, you know, like you're going through anything, like then you're like, well, wait a minute. Like that's what they said. Am I going again? You know, you start to question yourself. Um, and the other thing is that everybody's process is different. Every relationship looks different. Dominic knew like right away that I was his wife, but he didn't tell me because, and I'm so glad that he didn't because it would have, it would have impacted my decision. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He literally, yeah, it's a whole other, that's a whole other funny story we can tell you later. Um, but he knew and like he didn't say anything. And I actually didn't even know this until after we got engaged. Um, and I didn't know, like I knew I had chosen. I was like, you know what? I really, I see a future with him and I can see um, like a life with him. But I, I was like, I had constantly, like I had processed that and chosen that and thought about it for over six months before I got my like answer from the Lord. And Dominic knew right away. So like there's such a different, and it was, look, and they looked so different, Dom, you know, like, and so, that's why it's so important because we each got our own answer. And then we actually didn't talk about it till after we got engaged. And there were actually a lot of things that there were certain things the Lord had spoken to us that we didn't talk about until the week before we got the week of our marriage. Actually, the week of our wedding, we didn't share certain things like two, one or two days before um, simply because of because they were important and they're intimate. And your relationship needs to be to build its foundation and, and grow without like these words and these things that you feel because you, it needs to be built on like a found a stronger foundation built on the Lord built on your your time together and your your experiences and the things that you process and learn together and then these things kind of come in and we're like these beautiful cherries on top that we were like wow this is really special and this is really beautiful now but if we had shared that six months ago it would not be as special me. <laughs> I'm like, here, it's your up. turn. It's my turn. Yep. Okay. So now we're going to go into uh, our, I don't want to call it a dating model because we're not experts. It's not a model, but it's kind of this like thought process that we came up with when it comes to dating. Okay. So we're going to call the first one level one. So we're going to go, we'll go deeper kind of as we go. We got three levels here, kind of like surface level, medium level, or a funnel. Yes. Imagine if you will, a funnel. You know what I mean? Like when you have to put gas in your car and you get those little funnels, little paper ones or whatever. Imagine a funnel. So the top is a little broader, right? So, so level one um, is really like, is one, are you ready? Are you ready to date? Are you saying, hey, I'm ready to, I'm, I'm ready to pursue this. I'm ready to be in a realm of dating. Um, with that, you got to know what you want. You got to know what you want. What are you pursuing after? What kind of, um, what kind of person, what do you want out of your life? What are you expecting out of somebody that you want to date? Um, and really like have open and honest communication. That's super, super important. When you, and like take the pressure off. Everybody just go take the pressure off. Shake yourself a little bit, take the pressure off, right? Like Dominic said, you don't need to have this word to go get coffee with somebody. Like it's not, the world is not gonna stop spinning because you went and got coffee with somebody who may or may not be your spouse. Like it's gonna be fine. Um, and it's so important to just get to know each other, to have open and honest communication. Um, one thing I really wanna touch on here is if you're kind of like, feeling somebody and you feel like, oh, we're kind of flirting. We've been talking a lot. We're hanging out in groups. Things keep happening. We're suddenly, you know, you know, sitting next to each other in movies, whatever, and you feel like this chemistry building, it's important to have a DTR. If you're talking too late at night, your texting is going on too long, you need to have a DTR to find the relationship. This is really important because it's unfair to drag the other person on when you are unsure of their feelings or they are unsure of your feelings. So this is, this is really important because it's, it's really unfair. Like it's not, like if we had been talking as much as we did and then one of us was like, oh, just kidding. Like that would have been heartbroken for the other person involved. And I'm sure <clears throat> I have been involved in things like that. 
uh, in the years before I was with Dominic, and I'm sure that people in this room have had the same thing, where you're like, they're like, oh, actually, I just want to be friends. Really? Then why are you texting me at 10 o'clock at night? You know what I mean? Like, there needs to be boundaries, and so just, like, have the, those open and honest communications. Yeah, and, and just to be clear on that, too, it's not like you talked a little bit in a parking lot by yourselves one time, and all of a sudden, before you leave the parking lot, it's like, oh, by the way, where's our relationship? Yeah. Because I think this is something real, you know? I, like, like, use your wisdom. Like, I do think that DTR sooner rather than later is really wise to do. Um, but, like, gauge it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there is a season of, like... Use your best judgment. There is kind of, like, a kind of intentional, is there something here, is there chemistry, whatever, and, like, that's okay. Like, it's okay to exist in that space when you're single and they're single and everything's fine. But if you question it, like, I wonder, is this okay? Then, like, chances are you're about ready for a DTR. Like, if you're starting to psych yourself into it, you know? And I think with that, too, like, you might have the thought of, like, well, I don't know where they're at. That really doesn't matter. Like, 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 and, like, hear my heart with that. Like, it doesn't matter if you know that you're already really invested or it's already, like, really game time for you. That's enough to necessitate a DTR. Mm-hmm. No, like, seriously, and, though. And the other aspect is know the risk. Like, is it worth it for you to take a step out and say, hey, where's this going? Like, is it worth it? Because is it worth the answer? Would you rather, like, be in this weird limbo and drag yourself on for another couple of months or would you rather have an answer so you can either move forward in either direction you know what I mean it's important to have like a, a, a heading of that and it's is it worth the risk to you and also is it worth the risk of what could happen with that person to pursue a relationship yeah. good. awesome so how did everyone like level one of the funnel <laughs> feeling pretty good feeling real good right okay well, 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 like, we're going to start to drift down to the, the meaty mid-layer of the funnel. Everyone say meaty mid-layer. <laughs> oh, that was weirdly alliterative. Did you guys feel that, too? All right, so the middle layer of the funnel, level two, we're going to call it the growing phase, right? Yeah. So this is, like, the meat of your dating relationship. You know, it's not the early butterflies. What do we do? Did he hold my hand? Are we talking now? Do I do flowers? What is going on? It is like the, hey... We're actually starting this thing up, you know? We're, we're official. We're Facebook official. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, right? Oh, uh, yeah, millennials, this is great. So, so good. We were made for such a time as this. Um, yeah, move forward, sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, this is like the central chunk of the relationship. This is when it's, it's kind of playing for more keeps. You know, you're trying to learn more. You're trying to learn more about them. You know, you're, you're entering this phase where it's very intentional. It's very direct. It, it, it has a purpose, you know. It's not like the squirrely, what are we doing? Is this, it's like, okay, we're actually like in a relationship. What now? You know, and I think like how do we date biblically? Like I said in the beginning, like there's not a scripture that speaks directly about dating. You know, there's, there's stuff about courtship. There's stuff about pursuit. There's stuff about marriage. And there's stuff about singleness. But not necessarily this weird limbo of dating. Although I do think that courtship principles are really important for successful mm-hmm. dating relationships. Um, but with that, what does the Bible say about this kind of season? How can I do this well? How can I do it in a God-honoring way? You know, and the biggest thing, God bless you, the biggest thing I'd say is something that, again, one of my mentors shared with me. And I think it made total crystal clear sense, and I just had never heard it before. It's like, you know, people agonize about this idea of how do I have a God-centered dating relationship? How do I honor the Lord? How do I have a really good, healthy relationship here? And he just said it's so simple. He's like, you know, healthy Christians sometimes have the healthiest relationships. Yeah. You know, and what did he mean by that? Mm. People that actually demonstrate what Christianity is supposed to be demonstrating, by and large, set themselves up for a healthy dating relationship. 
you know, I, I think for me, you don't even have to go too much further than the fruits of the Spirit, right? You remember that? I'm going to read that real quick. Fruits of the Spirit, out of Galatians 5, 22 and 23, going to be reading out of the NLT, says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law amongst these things. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, you know? We know these, right? What if our dating relationships simply modeled the fruits of the Spirit, the fruit of the actual Holy Spirit that's inside of us, you know? Like, when it was me when I was dating, could I honestly look at my dating relationship and how I treated her and say, you know, Dominic is really loving. You know, Dominic is really peaceful, very patient, very gentle, very self-controlled, you know? If I deviate too far from that, am I really still demonstrating a healthy dating relationship, you know? So I think, like, why overcomplicate it too much if you're looking for really practical, groundbreaking spiritual advice of how do I have a God-honoring really God-centric, really healthy relationship, I would start with just demonstrating the fruits of the Spirit, maintaining your relationship with the Lord, maintaining your community, maintaining your sense of what God is doing with you. And just in the same way you do your regular Christian life at work, bring it into your relationship. Bring, bring the fruits of the Spirit. Let Him just be demonstrated. Let Him shine His light. You know, If you look and you're like, wow, I have a lot of peace, except for when I'm around them sometimes. Or I have a lot of self-control, except for, like, woo-woo, you know? I mean, we're married now, so we're cool, but I, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying, guys, when we're dating, it's like, I got a self-control problem. Then maybe I have a demonstrating the Holy Spirit problem I got to yeah. figure out in this dating relationship, right? That's good. Um, so that's something else I would say about just the meat of the relationship there is uh, look for the fruits of the Spirit. Oh, sure. There's another one here. Ready? Another really good part, important part, I think, for the meat of the relationship, and actually throughout all of the relationship, I would say, is demonstrating a culture of honor. Do you honor that person? Do you honor their boundaries? Do you honor their dreams, their points of view? Do you honor what they're about? Do you, like, practically respect them? You know? I, I love this, too. I'm just going to read out of Philippians 2.3. It says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. Again, I, I think if we go into these relationships, even dating, with the idea that, like, oh, I just want it to fill the lonely spot. I just want it to fill. I just want to have an adventure buddy. I just want to have, do all this stuff. Like, we're in for kind of a rude awakening, you know? And, yes, there's on-the-job training. So if you're psyching yourself out of, like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be good at that. Like, there's on-the-job training. You're going to learn a lot in relationship, too. You're going to grow with each other. You're going to grow in the process 100%. Um, but I think that it is a really healthy mentality to go in being, like, am I putting this person first? Am I demonstrating humility? Am I honoring them? Mm. Am I respecting them and their boundaries and what they're about? Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's super important in a dating relationship. And the other part that really partners with that um, is purity. And uh, this is so important for the health of your relationship. Um, sex is a really beautiful thing and that God created to be good, but it's created to be inside of covenant. 
And the reason is, is it bonds some people so intimately and it releases, I mean, there's hormones and all these kind of things that you can like talk about that release things in your body that build a connection to them. Um, and that's a whole other sermon and a whole other topic, but it's something that's so like important to be kept sacred for the sake of that. Because then when you break up, if you're not married and you break up and you, so, and then now you go in the other way, now you're having to also, you're dealing with your heartache and it's also all chemically related to that. And, and it just makes it so much harder. And there's these bonds that you've formed that you now have to unform and that, that you were feeling safe and now you don't feel safe anymore. And so it's just, it's so important to protect that. Um, and in first Corinthians six, 18 to 20, it says run from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and who is given to you by God? You, not, you do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. And this is so important. And the thing is, guys, I understand how hard it is, right? Like, it's super hard. And the beauty is that God, even if we've already crossed that boundary line and you're thinking, like, oh, my gosh, I feel like whatever, like, God heals that. Like, that's, that's like, a huge part of my testimony, is I didn't wait, and I made a lot of stupid mistakes in my early adulthood. But the beauty is, is that God healed that, and God redeemed that. <clears throat> and we waited until we got married, and it was something that, like, you know, like, it was it was a really, like, beautiful healing process to be like, this is, like, that this is actually possible. Because I had started to think, like, well, I've, whatever, this is, you know, you have all these mentalities. And then, like, the fact that, like, no, like, Dominic actually had this strong will. He's like, no, like, we're, this is, like, that we agreed, but he was like, you know, this is our line. Like, we will not cross this line. We have boundaries. We have things that we set up in order for us to be successful. Not hanging out late at night. We had a practical curfew simply for the fact that, like, you know, there's a show that says nothing good happens after 2 a.m. Like, <laughs> like, the later you hang out, the more vulnerable you get, the more tired you are. Like, practically, like, this is just so important for, like, the sanctity and protection of your own heart. Like, this law, this, like, bi biblical instruction isn't here to, like, make you feel bad. It's not here to make you, like, pine after something. It's here to actually protect your heart and your body and your spirit for something that's really powerful and beautiful and designed to be created within the context of marriage. And so that's just that's just so important to really uh, cover and carry. Yeah, I think that that's so good, guys. And I think that, honestly, like, purity is hard. Purity is really hard. You know, and Emily and I, you know, we, we didn't have sex until we were married, which praise the Lord, we made it, right? <laughs> um, you know, we weren't, we weren't perfect and it was hard, you know, but I think like something to encourage you of like why I think it's important to maintain purity in relationship and saving it for marriage. Like, and again, there's grace. If you, if you cross that line and that's in the rearview mirror, like there's grace for you, there's forgiveness, yeah, there's all of that. But practically why I think it's so special specifically that her and I um, didn't until we got married is, and I think about this every couple weeks is that I never have to think about sex with my wife outside of the context of a covenant we have. You know, it was never tainted by we really messed up back there. I don't have like a sexual memory with her that was outside of covenant. You know, and I, I think that that's something I'm so joyful that we get to have and something that maybe isn't always spoken to about another good reason to maintain that uh, in dating and before marriage is because you'll get to have that for the rest of your lives knowing that this thing we share here, that, like, sec, like we never have to know what that was like with each other outside of yeah. God blessing it in the context of covenant. Yeah. Um, and that's beautiful. And, and that's wonderful. And that's what 
waiting for. Yeah, and one other thing I just want to say before we move forward is that there is no condemnation in Christ. Like, you are absolutely healed and covered and blessed and loved and, like, redeemed from whatever that process looked like for you. And there's absolutely no condemnation, and God heals and brings, like, joy and, and moves forward with that. And so I just felt like that's just important to say is that, like, you know, like, it, whatever process you're in, step you're in, like, just know that, like, the Lord heals you and he loves you and, and you, like, have an absolute beautiful future and whatever God means like that for you with your spouse. Yeah. Yeah. And it's never too late to practice purity now. You know what I mean? Like, your past can literally be starting now, <laughs> you know? There's so much grace. There's so much forgiveness. There's so much time to do things the right way in a way mm -hmm. that honors the Lord. Um, I'm sorry. I have one other thought, too, that I just want to say here, too, is, is the reality is, is purity doesn't stop when you get married. Just because you can you can have sex when you get married doesn't mean all other aspects of purity like continue on, right? Like reality is is like lust is still a thing. Just because you got married doesn't mean your lust goes away. Doesn't mean that you're like if you weren't practicing purity before, like and you get married, just because you can have you're having you can have sex now doesn't mean that your like lust and desires go away, right? So it doesn't mean that a cute girl walking down the street or a cute guy walking down the street or something in a movie or whatever isn't gonna trigger something. Like you still have to practice purity every day in your relationship because that involves being pure and, and holy to one another right like that's how you know there's a, that's a whole other sermon too but I just felt like that was important to say is that like it doesn't stop when you get married there isn't this suddenly like oh this is all over now like you have to actively walk it out every day and protect your marriage with purity still so good love that all righty if you guys didn't feel it already we are hovering dangerously low to the bottom of this funnel <laughs> things are starting to get real so things are starting to get pretty deep and I think we're, we're about at level three does it feel like that mm -hmm. yeah it feels like that all right, level three is what we call committing, right? <laughs> this, is, this is to us the, the termination, the culmination of a, a successful dating relationship, right? Gearing towards uh, marriage, gearing towards that commitment, you know? Um, I think that this, st this stage um, is really about, if you haven't already, tackling some of the deeper things, you know what I mean? Having a lot of serious discussions about things like finances, family, future, dreams. All of these things suddenly become very real, because they're not this like, man, my girlfriend has this really cool plan today to like, like her plan for her life to just like change Africa. Isn't that amazing? What a great heart. It means like, we're going to be married. Like, I'm going to get a lot of frequent flyer miles. Like, I'm going to see a lot of airports. Like, this is getting real. Like, what does that mean? You know, things like finances. Like, oh man, dating is great. This is great. Wow, you have a lot of cool stuff. Wow, how did, do you have enough for, oh, you have debt. Oh, we should talk about this, right? Or like, oh, you're financially free? Oh, man, I'm in debt. Help me out, you know? Or like, what are we going to do? What's our financial plan? You know, how are we going to make this work? Do you want kids? Do we, what, what, you know? Like, mm -hmm. these are all very serious real-life things that it's not like you get married and all of a sudden everything falls out of the box. It's like, wow, I didn't know all this was here. I think a healthy dating relationship towards the end actually has some of these discussions, has some of these talks, has some of these kind of laying it, you know, out on the ground and say, okay, what do, what do we do? You know, as you get into engagement, as you get closer to that, at the end of, you know, that season of dating, it just gets really real and commitment driven. Yeah, and it's and ultimately when you get your your relationship is going somewhere, right? And it's either going to end in a breakup or it's either going to end in marriage. Either way, a relationship is going in a on, in a direction on a course. 
And like, and Taylor said this last week, if you break up with somebody, it doesn't mean you fail. It means you successfully dated and decided you don't want to marry them. Like, <laughs> like it's okay. You know, there, there's freedom and there's grace for that. But ultimately, it's going to come down to your choice. Like, are you willing to commit to having, to seeing your relationship go somewhere? Are we willing to take the risk and say, hey, this is worth it to me to pursue this? Or you know what? Like, I don't really think this is going in that direction. We shouldn't be going there. Because the thing is, if you're in a relationship with somebody and at some point in time you realize you don't want to spend the rest of your life with them or you don't want to marry them and you see absolutely no future of it happening, you shouldn't continue to date them just because you have feelings for them. Yeah, it's it's unfair, right? And so like, and then, and that's what you do. You date to discover, hey, is this is this somebody I do see myself with? Like I've I have healthy boundaries. We've done this right, but you know what? I'm not. I'm actually not sure this is what I want for my life. That's okay. And and you can make that decision, and then you and then you move forward. Um. Yeah, I, I just think that with that again, just that na- that notion of counting the cost. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really do think that a lot of relationships are one of two ways. Either you break up or you, you get married. You know what I mean? I think that that weird limbo zone of, like, we'll just kind of see, like, you know, we've been drifting for about seven, eight, nine, ten years, and it's, it works for us. <laughs> I don't know if it works as good as you think it works. Like, <laughs> like, like, I think that you're setting yourselves up for a lot, of, mm-hmm. a lot of issues, you know what I mean? Or a lot of struggles or a lot of temptation, you know? And I think that ultimately, like, yeah, your, your, your relationship should continue to grow and should continue to point towards something. Yeah. And as you get to that junction point, you got to start really counting the cost. Mm-hmm. Like any really good investment, like any real good thing like that, you got to like weigh it out. Say, what am I in this for? Am I in it for all of it? Is it, you know, now that we've had these conversations about family, future, finances, all, all of these, mm-hmm. you know, F words, I, I think, I, like, like, <laughs> like, am I still, future, <laughs> that yeah. out, so much alliteration tonight. No, I, I think that, like, you, you really have to count the costs. Like, is it, is it worth it all? Am I going to choose this? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah. So, that's kind of what we have for you guys tonight. Um, and like I said, we're not experts. We are in no means, like, the experts. And here's the other thing I just want to say, too, before we kind of, like, we're going to go into a time of QA in a moment. But, like, um, everybody's story looks different. And so our story and our process is going to look different than yours. And that's part of what makes relationships so beautiful is every unique, it's its own unique snowflake or whatever we want to call it. Um, there, there's something really beautiful and powerful about whatever your story is or whatever your story is going to be. Um, and that you are going to have your own thing that you can bring to the world, that you can bring to people, that you can bring to those around you and into each other. And it's going to be awesome and it's going to be blessed by God and it's going to be um, something that's really powerful. Um, And one thing I just kind of want to say before we open up into QA is that, like, we, one, we're going to have a moment where you guys can just, you can ask questions. Like, whatever kind of questions, if you have anything that came up during um, our time speaking that you have, or if you have any questions um, just about dating or relationships in general, we're not experts, but we're going to do our best to answer them for you. If we don't have them, we would be more than happy to find out the answers and tell you later. Um, But the other thing I want to say is that if for whatever reason, like, you guys want to meet up one-on-one with me and Dominic or Dominic and I together, um, we just want to let you know that we're available for that. Like, this is something that when we started dating and got married in the crux, like, we really have felt like part of the call of our relationship and our serving here is to be transparent and to and to lead with our relationship being something that's vulnerable and visible for people to see um, because we just really feel like that's what God has called us to do. And so we're not experts, but we're here to love you and support you and answer questions and, and help in whatever 
aspect that might mean. So if there have any, if there's anything after tonight that you'd love to talk more one-on-one, -on -one, um, girls with me or guys with Dominic or us together, we would be, we would just love to let you know that we are absolutely available for that. Like I said, we're not experts, but we just really feel like we're supposed to open ourselves up for that. Yeah, we're just we're here for you guys. We're accessible to you. If you, if you're looking for just someone to get their advice or just want to share whatever, like I, I cannot echo that enough. Like we're just here for you guys. We're invested in each of you, you know, and we would love to make time mm -hmm. for that. So even if it's not right now in the Q and A, um, find us. Talk to us. We're here every week. You know where to find us. And even if you're like, we don't know who you are. You've never met us before. That's okay. We'll go get coffee, say hello, get to know each other, and then we'll talk. We won't psych ourselves out of like, will I destroy their lives if we meet up for coffee? Brought it back around. Do you want to say anything before Q&A? No. Okay. All right. So then, does anybody have any questions or anything that you want to ask? We're just going to kind of like raise your hand and you can shout it out or whatever. We're not going to do little papers because it'll take too long and we're getting ready to wrap it up. Okay. Well, I was thinking about it and I don't know if it's more of like a question, statement, or concern. <laughs> so I'm just going to speak it and... You guys can decide. Um, what if there was like this scenario and you were talking to somebody mm -hmm. for a couple weeks and you went to go have a DTR and you were the girl and that's usually something that we do because we were more curious and usually more willing to do that. Mm -hmm. If they don't respond in like a healthy way, mm -hmm. would that be like a red flag? Like maybe they're immature to maybe still not pursue that, even if they said, I don't, I don't know. Does that make sense, that kind of question? Sure. Um, I think it really kind of depends on what we mean by immaturity, right? Like, I think if it's, like, classically an immature or kind of rude or dishonoring response, then I would say right off the bat, probably a red flag or at least, like, a burnt orange. Um, <laughs> But, like, but like, like, let me be clear, though. Like, I, I don't believe an immature answer is, hey, you're so great. Um, I'm not really sure where I'm at right now. I think you're, you're, I think you're wonderful, but I, I, I don't know if I'm looking for that right now. Or, like, can I have some time to think about it? Like, I don't necessarily think that that's a cop-out. Um, I don't necessarily think that's an immature response. But something like, what? And just, you know, I don't, I don't know. Throwing their McNuggets on the floor, like, just raging out. Like, it's like, okay. This is, I, I don't know. I don't know where we're going with that. But I'm just saying, like, it, it depends what you mean by immature. I think if they're being really disrespectful and really dishonoring or mocking of you, um, I would say that that's not a good start. You know, I, I, would, I would definitely say that. Okay. This for a lot of guys in the building. All right. What if you fear having a DTR? Oh, my way. <laughs> <laughs> you initiated this. <laughs> Like that's a great question. It's like sitting down and being like, what are we? <laughs> it's like a very, let's communicate what we are. Are we just friends? Are we like, because it's kind of like you get to the point where you're like, we're basically dating. What are we? You know, so it's that, that talk. Yeah, it's that whole like, okay, where are we going? And we've been talking and flirting, and I think you're making a move, but I don't know what that is. You know what I mean? So really like setting the line and defining where it's going. Or like if they've made a move and you've been on dates, but it's like, were those dates? Who knows? Like, yeah. it's like, I would like to, right here. Uh, let's have a define the relationship talk. Um, I'm a big fan of DTRs um, in general. I think that it's a really great place to just be transparent and be real and kind of see where things are at. Um, I do, however, believe that if you're worried about it, I think that it's a great time to speak to one of the mentors in your life and just say, here's where I'm at. What do you think? And they might be saying, like, 
hey, man, I, you're in, like, this early thing. Don't worry about it for right now. Like, just pay attention to where you're at, honor boundaries. But, like, you know, like, see what happens in the next week or so. If it continues or they seem more interested or whatever, maybe take that risk and take that next step. I think at the end of the day, I understand where the fear comes from and the worry and the emotional investment. But I think at the end of the day, it's kind of like when you need to go to the doctor for something. Like, oh, there's a weird bump. Oh, no. I don't want to go. I'm scared of that. But it's like, that's great, but it doesn't change the fact that there's, like, a bump, right? It's like having a DTR is not going to, like, all of a sudden, there was a chance there, and now the spark is gone. It's like, no, whatever was there was there or not. All it is is addressing the bump, so to speak. You know what I mean? So I would encourage you, like, seek mentorship, but then also, like, don't be afraid of something that's already there or not. Um, it's, it's, it's good, and it's, it's empowering to really honor. And, like, honestly, it shows honor. Like, if you're a guy wanting to have a DTR, it's a way to lead in pursuit and say, the only reason I'm even having this is because, like, I think you're really great, and I think that there could be something here. Um, and I, I, I want to see if there is, or I would like to see what that is, or see where you're at, you know. And don't be afraid when all it does would be to reveal where you are or not. You know what I mean? It's not going to change the truth of where you're at, you know. Awesome. Any, any final question or do one last question? I know it's different for everybody, but how soon would be too soon to have a DTR? That's a really good question. Um, I think it kind of depends on the situation. Uh, one week, probably too soon, <laughs> but that doesn't, you know, I don't know. Um, I think it ultimately depends. I would say for me, if it comes to a certain place where um, you're continuing to be more and more emotionally invested and, um, you're coming to a place where like you can't like move forward or do there needs to be like there's like a tension point I guess so to speak um and so like it could be it's honestly going to be different for each person it might be a couple of weeks like you might meet somebody or something might happen and you guys might hit it off and there's sparks flying and you might have to be like okay we need to really define this now or it might be a slow and steady growth over a couple of months um I think ultimately it's when you're going to come to a place where like I can't move forward. I can't do, like, my brain is stuck. Like, there's starting to become things that are, like, I'm becoming more and more emotionally invested here, and so I need to know either is this going to be reciprocated, or do we need to, like, do I need to, like, start moving my heart in another direction? Awesome. All right. Hey, guys, can we give it up for these two for sharing their story, being vulnerable and open with us, leading the way for family. We just will talk about whatever, you know, and so Seriously, I want to encourage you guys to reach out to them. They're the two I often go to about, like, what do I do about this, right? Like, love these guys. You can absolutely trust them, okay? Hey, what I want to do is we're going to be we're officially done for the night, but let's just stand up together, and can you guys pray for us? Can you pray, like, Lord, give them healthy relationships, give them grace in your timing, right? And all that good stuff, right? Right? So just, just pray for us that uh, this would sing home, that we would honor the Lord with our relationships, not listen to fear, like all that good stuff, all right? So just pray for us before we leave. Awesome. Well, God, we just thank you so much for all of these amazing, hungry, beautiful, fantastic people in the room. God, I thank you so much for what you have designed for each of them. God, I thank you so much for the power of choice. God, I thank you that you would just give them even now and just impart peace and wisdom that it's okay to make a decision. It's okay to say yes, to say no. They're not going to mess anything up. They're not going to go in the wrong direction. God, I thank you um, that you would even just protect their hearts, God, and their minds, and even just teach them how to, how to guard their hearts, God, and how to pursue things in the right moment. 
God, I thank you for each and every one of them in the journey that they're on. God, I thank you so much that you meet them exactly where they're at, whatever process in relationships where they're in, whether they're enjoying single, they're missing, they're heartbroken, whatever it might be. God, I thank you that you meet them and that you encounter them in that space and in that moment right now. Thank you, God. I just want to cover to anyone who is, I'm going to call it aggressively single, um, for, like, no, like, I, I'm not trying to be rude, but, like, seriously, like, I, I think that there's some people that it's, like, the talk about all this dating and all this stuff about when this is on your radar is great, but what if it's, like, beep, 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 like, nothing for miles, you know, what do we do? Um, I want to I encourage those people. Um, it's really okay. You know what I mean? This is part of the process. You know, I, I know that the Lord puts the lonely in families. I know that if you have such a heart for marriage and stuff, chances are that is the way your life is going to go. Um, but when you're in the midst of the no man's land of singlehood, I know how intense and just, I don't know, like even like shame and rejection and weird stuff with that. Um, and I just want to encourage you guys, wherever you're at in the process, like it's okay. Like everyone has that part in the process. And I, I think that like we said earlier, is like this is a season where you can run after so much of what God's heart is for you um, and also learn more about yourself. You know, one of the things we didn't even get to share was that Emily was single for seven years and I was single for five um, when we started dating. And I needed every ounce of that time, it turned out in the hindsight, um, to, to know what I had, know what he made me for. So Lord, I just want to bless um, specifically the, the singles in the room. Um, that you really just are so near to them and guiding them, God, that you show them the full fruits of what an amazing single season could be. Um, and that when it's done, you guide them into the next one, Lord. We, we cover them, we bless them, we honor them. Um, and for all the relationships, past, present, and future, we, we just love it. And we just ask that you bless it and you guide it and you protect it. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Crux Podcast Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit summitsanmarcos.com for other exciting content from Summit Church.